The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard, Darren, so uh, today we have something a little different. So obviously, you know, we talk about prayer a lot. We do it a lot. We do. Um, I think we both appreciate, however, that there are a lot of kind of misconceptions or hang-ups that people can have about prayer, Mm -hmm. especially as it's conventionally portrayed or or even performed by orthodox paths. Mm. Um, So I wanted to escape the orthodoxy here. That's how I'd like to to talk about it. Escaping the orthodoxy (laughs) is the name of my game. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and, and talk about prayer in the context of this question that came in, which was, can you pray to God for help? Which I think is a good question. And, um, but I thought we'd start maybe just a quick primer about prayer, you know, the way that we think about it, mm-hmm. the way that we do it versus, you know, maybe traditionally understood and done. And then yeah. we can tackle this question that's, yeah. that's come in here. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you'd like to say about, you know, the way that we talk about prayer, what we mean when we say well, prayer? Well, simply put, to, to us, prayer is the dispensation of spiritual energy. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it's put in the fourth freedom. Um, it's, uh, and so is healing. Mm-hmm. Healing is another example of that. Yeah. Uh, it's channeling energy. Through and we've demonstrated it recently about the war, the oh, yeah, Israel situation. Go back to that one. Yeah, uh, but it's basically you know allowing energy to flow through the palms of the hands and the heart center yeah. for others. Yeah. And so that makes it very different and very much more practical and less academic, you might say, than some people's concepts of prayer. Mm-hmm. And what it isn't is just like a, a, a sort of Christmas gift list. You know, may I have this? Could yeah. you give me that? Will it, can you, would you do that, please? Will you do sure. the other? It's standing on your own two feet and doing something yourself. You know, there's this wonderful aphorism uh, by Dr. King that miracles are not performed by God for man, but by man for God. Yeah, amazing thought to introduce to your consciousness, yeah. I think. And he was always for standing on your own. It's one of his favorite sayings. You know, my, Size 10. <laughs> That's what I take, and I stand on them. Yeah. And he would do that wherever he possibly could, and he didn't ask for help uh, unless he absolutely had to. But, but there is nothing wrong, coming to the questioner, yeah. in asking for help from God if it relates, especially if it relates, to spiritual matters. Mm. If it relates to healing, if it relates to helping you for a spiritual reason... Uh, a part of your evolution and you ask for help from God, which is your own higher self, actually, highest self, mm. um, then that's perfectly all right, but it, it isn't enough. You know, we have to make an effort as well. I think that's what I would add to it. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I think that brings me to, um, I think is, he called it the secret of personal prayer. You know, Dr. George King right. was talking about this. And I think the first step he described was this initial recognition of of God. And maybe you can talk about, you know, in the context of prayer, especially when you you claim to be praying to God, you know, 
why does that matter? I mean, what difference well, first does thing I'd say here? actually is that um, it doesn't. You don't have to use the word God. I sure. think I want to make that clear. I mean, mm. Mark Bennett and I wrote a book called Prayer Energy. He did most of the research for that book, and found a number of prayers from many different traditions using different names and ways of appealing to God. Um, and so those those are just words. Right. It, it's above any word. It's above any one tradition. You know the great Ramakrishna parable about the four boys that are taken in to, uh, to the first time they've never seen an, an elephant. Oh, yeah, They're yeah. blindfolded. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Each one touches a different part. <clears throat> they give four different descriptions. And he says, yes, but the elephant is the same. Mm -hmm. You just touch different parts. And he says, that's what the religions do with God. Mm. That's great, great, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Amazing yeah, so that doesn't matter. But um, yeah, you 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 should really be aiming I, when you pray, or we all should, to do some good for others. Mm -hmm. um, it will help you too because that's karma. But you do it to help others, and you're sending energy out. So if, you know, in the current war, if that's what you were focusing on, you don't prejudice it with any particular uh, thoughts. Even you might have opinions. Mm. You might favour one side more than the other side. Uh, you put, if you do, you put that aside completely and just become a channel because love energy, as per the second freedom, is above mind in its higher sense. Mm. And so you want to have an unconditioned energy. The only thing you want to condition the energy with is love. Uh, that's an interesting, interesting point you make there because, um, you know, coming back to this recognition of God, I mean, it's fundamentally starting with, with this recognition of oneness, right, which is the, the, the realization of yourself as one with all things and yeah. what God, God is. And so to recognize God is to recognize this interconnection, is to, is to realize um, that love is the only answer, I guess, mm. you know, put it that way. Yeah. And it, in, so the oneness leads to this expression of love, which helps to condition our prayer and the energy. And love, of out. course, is interpreted. So somebody might say, all you need is love, mm -hmm. but not really appreciate what love is, or they might appreciate what love is on a rather basic level, such as the personal relationship mm -hmm. level. They're mm -hmm. saying that's wrong, but it's, it's above that. It's greater than that. Yeah. It may include that, and it may not include that, that will depend, but it's a way above that. And it's not conditioned by like or dislike. Mm -hmm. It's not a, certainly not conditioned by attraction. You, you might want to send love to a source that you really are repelled by, if you stop to think about it, but you detach from that repulsion and you just send love to that source. You know, one of the reasons, and we, we've spoken before about fighting the evil, yeah. uh, just to, to, to go back to that for a second, is that you are then, when you fight the evil with love, with truth, with spiritual energy, with white light, with the violet flame, not with war, not with right, hate, right, no, right, right. with love, when you do that, and love is the transmuter of hate, it's one of the, in its basic manifestation, mm -hmm. I think that's in the second freedom. When you do that, though, you also help the perpetrator of evil. You don't help them by just detaching from them and letting them carry on totally. and you stay That's in your point. peaceful state. Yeah. You're not helping them at all. When you fight with light, which they don't want, you're helping them. So basically, um, coming back to recognition of God, it's, it's um, you know, I would say this actually, I want to be as generic and, and universal yeah. as possible. You might not believe in God at all, and you could still 
pray. That might sound very, very odd. You might not call it prayer then. Let's call it trans. You could still transmit energies. You could still, you could believe in good, mm. in goodness. Mm -hmm. If you like, in good thought. You could believe in love and you could transmit energy to others. I do believe there'll come a point where you will start to believe in God. But bear in mind, some of the people who, who some of the beliefs in God are so limited and so humanized. Um, you know, that the, the God is some sort of bad-tempered... It's better not to believe in that. Yeah, they're, they're so limited. I mean, and, and the whole point there is God is, 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 a, is a galactic, supergalactic, universal, cosmic intelligence, and more than that. Mm -hmm. You won't get a better definition of what God is than the 12th blessing Absolutely. delivered by the Master Jesus. Yeah, I encourage everyone to, yeah. to, to study that. It is the I am within man, it is the life within all things, it is the rain, it is the drought, it is the gentle breeze of summertime, it is the mighty wind across the seas, it is the seas, it is the emptiness of space, it is the fullness contained within space, it is all the world, it is ever and forever and forever, it is infinity, and yet it is more than this, for it is behind even these things. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, it? talk about poetry. I mean, yeah. that's one aspect. It's a very poetic work. Yeah, you, as you say, that's one of those things you could, could go over and over and over and over and over again yeah. and mine. And it is them. true. Mm. And I mean, I've experienced that uh, to some degree. Mm. It is actually true. It is the I am within man. I think that's, that's kind of the essence of we're going here. This recognition of God is actually the recognition of your own God essence. Mm. And... Um, I think I think perhaps that's one of the reasons why, why it's the key actually yeah. because you can get then you're then no longer limited to your if you take it far enough your your physical body yeah and you can have they used to talk about well they in here there's mention of cosmic consciousness mm -hmm. and what that is and I don't claim to experience that in the way it's described by Dr King in here I'm nowhere near that but in the way it's described say by the wonderful Paramahansa Yogananda yes. I can absolutely relate to that completely. Mm -hmm. But I'd say because of the knowledge we now have, it takes on a galactic uh, format. It yeah. takes, it's a galactic awareness. Um, and you may wish to go back to some previous shows to, to uh, discover more about what Richard shared about those amazing yeah. experiences. I certainly recommend mm. it. Um, so in this case, so we're talking about recognition of God, recognition of our own God essence. I think that's like, you know, believing in God is almost like believing in yourself in a way, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then he talks about the second step about um, like this, this laying yourself bare, this honest confession to God. And I wondered if you wanted to talk a little bit about that step in this Well, what I would say, about, and, and yeah. this is something that I think we all need to be mindful of, I certainly do need to be mindful of this, and that's the vital importance of humility. Mm. And humility is very powerful in prayer. Okay. And, you know, it's one of these strange paradoxes, and it's one of the paradoxes of truth. And, you know, truth, uh, I've got... I'm, this is from memory. I haven't got this on my pile of things here. But I think Dr. King once said, um, the paradox of truth uh, is where the two opposite poles, mm -hmm. and they can be very contradictory, meet. And where they meet, I think he says, realization is born. I'd have to get the exact quote. It's a brilliant concept, though, of these Opposing poles. The great truths are always paradoxical, mm -hmm. and yet 
when you when you really realize them when you really perceive them it's it's not a paradox those two mm. paradox become one yeah. and one of these is the fact that as you rightly say i am god i yes. am divine i am also though a failing flawed human being who's made mistakes who has much to learn those two things are the par- this is where, by the True way, the, the Greek yeah. philosophers, okay. as I know them, which I don't, I, as, as far as I understand them, I am not an expert at all, but I gather it's based on a mathematical deduction principle, uh, are flawed. You know, as mathematics, uh, as we know, it is flawed. It's not necessarily wrong, but it's limited, and it can't conceive of, nor can our judicial system actually conceive, of two opposing things being I both see. true. Yeah, 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 and usually they probably aren't both true mm. on the basic level, but on the higher level, they can be. So at the same time, I am divine. At the same time, I'm this flawed human being who's coming before God and confessing my, my faults, coming to your question. And that's very important. Confession is very important. It's not important so that you can be forgiven by God, as uh-huh. some traditional Orthodox yeah. people think. And you have all these people on their deathbed who suddenly either convert or confess and think, that's right, I'm, I'm, I'm now going to heaven because yeah, yeah. I said the right thing to the priest this morning. <laughs> yeah. you know, no, not that. But it is confessional to bear the soul. It's very good for us. And, you know, if we, I, I have certainly experienced this, and I'm sure many others have, if we are open to intuition and open to our higher self, it's not always pleasant. If you start to recall past lives, by the way, it certainly isn't always pleasant. Um, and, you know, even if you, whether you were famous or not is almost irrelevant. Yeah. But you, if you do it properly, you, you'll recall the whole story. And if you do it honestly, it won't be very pleasant, which is why I think a lot of people can't remember, they don't remember, they're not ready to remember. And um, if they do come up with anything, it'll be some, you know, great, you know, I was um, Sir Isaac, I've told the story before, you know, I was either Sir Isaac Newton or, you know, some great famous figure, you know, from history, Einstein, probably, I don't know. But these these are the things people will, will come up with. Virgin Mary or Cleopatra, although that isn't a great thing to have been, but they, yeah, they think they it is, that, yeah, yeah. etc. So this is a blockage. When one leaves oneself, though, really open, it's not always pleasant because you have to face yourself as you are and you have to face your faults as you are. You don't necessarily have to talk about them. You might find that if you know you, people can't really be trusted with that information because mm. they don't understand it and they might even use it against you in certain cases. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not suggesting that, but you mm. yourself, you've got to know what you've done, what you've done wrong, and you certainly can confess it to God. It's a bearing of the soul, it's a cleansing. You are really confessing it to your higher self. You're facing it. Yes, And yeah, yeah. that I think is what Dr. King's referring to there in his Secret of Prayer really facing up to your own failings and faults. Mm. And this clears the way, actually, to, to greater enlightenment. There's a wonderful saying uh, by Mars Sector 6, and again, it's a paraphrase from memory, but let sure. not the dove, the golden dove of humility, leave your hands, uh, fly away or something like that, yeah. because it will leave you an ignorant fool. Wow, that's a beautiful saying. Yeah, isn't it? and that golden dove of humility is something we all need to cherish and, and, and work on and, and sometimes almost like force ourselves 
to face the truth about ourselves. You know, it can be... The spiritual experiences I've found are, by and large, on the whole, really enjoyable mm -hmm. if you're having them. But they're not always, mm -hmm. and they're not always meant to be. And sometimes the difficult ones, which might be facing your, your own failings, yeah. um, can be the, by far the most valuable ones. I absolutely agree. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about praying to God for help. They don't often think about... What do I actually need to admit about mm. myself? Be honest yeah. with myself, my own higher self mm. about before, as you say, I can clear the way to make this whatever change I'm talking about possible. Yeah, um, I think it's a brilliant insight, and and um, you know, and it's not easy. Uh, I'm totally. not suggesting it is at yeah. all to do that to really face. And then, by the way, to be balanced, face your positives. Mm. And some people don't do that either. They play themselves sure. down too much. Um, and this is a point, again, that Dr. King often made. To, to, to overestimate yourself is definitely wrong. But so is to underestimate yourself. And you, uh, you won't find more encouragement than you'll get from Marsetta Six. And I would especially say, actually, the Master Etherius. Extremely encouraging. If you come across his teachings, yeah. the way he talks is all designed. He talks to you as if he's just like telling you something you, you already know. And, <laughs> yeah, it you know, is a bit like You that, can yeah. do this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's very, and, and you can, and he, and it's very empowering. I mean, he, he, there's a transmission actually by both of them, which is ye are gods. Mm. And so, yeah, look at, look, don't underestimate yourself either if you've done something worthy in the day or in, in your life then don't say, well, that was nothing. Mm. People actually who say it was nothing don't really mean it, by the way. Usually they want you to come back and say, oh, well, it was. Kind of like a false humility. Yes, yeah. Yeah. but however, don't say that to yourself. Mm. Value yourself, yes, and, and many New Age teachers will, will focus on valuing yourself, and it is important, but so is the, is the other side, admitting to yourself what you really have done wrong. If, you really, if it really is wrong, mm. I'm not talking about false guilt that's been put upon you right. to, to, to make you beat yourself up needlessly, no. Mm -hmm. But where you know, in your own inner conscience, in your own intuition, and those two are linked, and you won't go far with one without the other, yeah. uh, then that's, that's essential yeah, for all okay. of us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really... Um yeah, I think a fantastic building block then, because I think the next step he talks about is then building yourself up again, isn't it? So yeah. kind of in line with what you're, what you're describing mm. here about you know, the positive aspects, but appealing then to God for the strength, I suppose, the mm -hmm. determination, the, um, the inspiration to make whatever change that you're talking about. That's mm. not often talked about either, is it? I mean, people talk about praying to God as if God is going to do this change for you. Mm. But like you said, going back to your, that original quote in the beginning, <clears throat> um, it's, it's, uh, it's not God doing miracles for man, it's us doing miracles for God. Yeah. And so maybe we can talk about that. So it's, it's when you pray to God for the strength, what are you actually, what is actually happening, I suppose? Like maybe even like metaphysically or psychologically within you. I mean, what's going on? Well, when you, first of all, just to make the request, I mean, this isn't quite what you're asking, mm -hmm. but I, I'll, I'll answer it this way. Sure. If you send healing, as we do in the Etherist Society, and we get names. And 
we're, among those names, there might be a name like John Smith. Now, I don't know how many John Smiths there are, just picking one name at random. Sure. Might be one watching us now, but I mean, <laughs> hey I don't John. know. But <laughs> Hi, John. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 you could ask the question, well, how then will this energy get to John, the right John Smith, mm. you know, as if God needs a postcode? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it all has to do with a sort of magnetic connection from the very moments John or somebody with his approval asked for his name to go on the list and a magic is started. So in the same way, this is an act of magic. I see. So when you're asking for help, you're first of all, you're, you're acknowledging you need help. You're, you're, it'll only work though if you're doing all that you can do sure. as well. Mm -hmm. And then a sort of certain magic is created and then it will depend on your karma. Now you've paved the way um, it would be a good thing, may I say, if you're going to ask for help in prayer, I, I make an added suggestion, that before doing that, if possible, you send energy to others mm, and okay. then ask. Because you've got to be in the right karmic position to get help. But then assume, you know, it'll all depend. You ask, what, how will that happen? That's an abstract question. It will all depend what kind of help you're asking for. But let's say you're asking for protection. Let's just say that. Um, then you're asking for help. You feel you're, you're receiving some negative energies against you, some interference in your life, some people who are working against you, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and let's say you've put yourself in the right karmic position. You're doing everything you can. The help you might actually get won't be from God. God is all. Yeah. It might be from a guide. Mm. And, um, you know, I've had that myself. I, I've asked for help. I remember when I was um, first starting to, to develop my psychic powers. And I was in Switzerland, actually, and it was on the trip that I had my first experience of actually seeing a general oh, yeah. in another realm. We've talked about it before. <clears throat> yeah. And on the same trip, while I was in the hotel, I, I did get some interference and I asked for help. I did exactly what you've said. Yeah. And what happened, because I could actually see it on this occasion, was um, a Native American on the other realms came in, someone known, I believe, to Dr. King, but came in and basically said, because I could hear it, because I was, I was at that stage, I was slightly unbalanced, I'm going to say, about psychic. I was so excited by it all. I was half on one realm and half on another <laughs> a lot of the time, which I don't recommend. Okay, you need to keep yeah. your feet firmly yeah, on the yeah. ground, I can say yeah. that. So I, I heard him, and he said, what he said was, leave this boy alone. Actually, he went, leave this boy alone, like that. Wow. And um, it was almost, I was watching, I could see him come in, I had an idea who he was, um, but it was very quick, there was this entity, which wasn't um, the most powerful, I don't think, of interfering as some, some local entity. Mm. Um, anyway, um, the, the entity darted away, and it was almost like watching one of these cartoons, like he darted off and the, this, this, this um, Native American didn't just leave it there, well, he darted it. off as well. Okay, it was like yeah. watching, you know, mouse and cat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He didn't just go and then, okay, he's gone there. Yeah. He went, whoosh, whoosh, and that was the end of that. Wow. But anyway, coming back to your question, though, that was a prayer for protection. If you, had a, if you yeah. were praying for your health, mm. it could be some, most likely, a healing guide mm. that would answer that prayer or be directed or guided by some force to help you. I see. 
I see. And you might not know it, and you might think it's the Virgin Mary, mm. and, and probably a lot of Orthodox people might, if they sensed it was a woman, think it was the Virgin Mary. Mm. Um, or they might just think it's God. They might not sense anything much, but they might still get healed. So that's probably how that would work. Or, or the help could come from a neighbour. I see. You know, if you were stuck, you stuck well, yeah, yeah, somebody could be prompted I by see. some force. I'm sure people can think of examples of that. Yeah, I, so yeah. it could happen. To, uh, the mechanics yeah. of it can be multivaried. Mm. Mm. You, you mentioned something else, which is that you've, you've got to actually be trying to make this change. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, because you can't just, you know, as, as people do, they kind of lean on God when a lot of atheists, actually, or not, certainly agnostics, will turn to God when they're in a corner. Yeah. And when suddenly pray. Time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're okay. doing nothing about it. And mm. so it will come down to your karma, because in the end, we, we're responsible for everything we do. Mm. And we can't lean on anyone. You can't lean on a master. And by the way, a, a real genuine master can do exactly what you, you were describing that we're doing in that prayer. He can sort of break you down oh, I see. and build you up. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll, and he'll I've, form I, the whole thing. Yeah, yes. without, without, you know, without controlling you at all. And I've seen Dr. King do that, and I, I've had an experience of it myself, uh, where he was very critical with me for a long period till I, when I was first working for him, yeah. Uh, to the point where I thought, my gosh, I'm really letting him down. And then he took me out for a walk and really built me up. And I remember mm. him saying to me, you know, there's nothing I've done that you couldn't do. And mm. I really, and I've told this story before. Mm. But so that can happen through, if, you, if you're fortunate enough to follow a master. But even there, even, I, I, I'm changing the topic slightly, but it's an interesting change, I hope. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not enough to lean, you shouldn't lean on God. Absolutely. Because yeah. you are God. Mm. You can call on a divine force. You're invoking a force, and it will manifest in some way, depending on your karma. And you could get, you could get miraculous help. Things could, anything can happen. It could be a, a physical help. You know, you could be, I don't know. Um, the, this is where this sentence actually, um, from the 12 blessings, I've got to, I've got to get this right. Um, for it is written that man's extremity is thy opportunity. Okay. And I think that comes from an, uh, an occasion. That's a prayer, by the way, that Dr. King wrote for the Master mm -hmm. Jesus, and mm -hmm. that line is in there. Yeah. From a, a case where, which I'm assuming Dr. King must have, because he wrote the prayer, have come across in his youth of some people who were caught in a storm in a boat and prayed. And, uh, and, and were saved from it. Oh, wow, I've never heard that. So th that, in that case, it could be a Devic thing. Okay. I think I've got the story right. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, and that's where the for man's extremity is God's opportunity mm. come, comes from mm. originally. That's why it says, for it is written that. Wow, I had no idea it was based on... Wow. Yeah, yeah, so, but you can look it up. It's a real wow. thing. It's a... Yeah, absolutely. But also with a master, I mean, I, I had an absolutely eye-opening moment myself um, when I, I was, you know, I was a dedicated follower and you could say colleague because we worked together and he, and this, this would probably be in the early 90s, so towards okay. the end of his life, I was in America, in Los Angeles, and he, I had, was virtually told at times to disagree with him if I really felt it was important, which okay. I, I don't know if anybody else was. I simply don't know, but I was, mm. both by him and also in, in, a, in a transmission through him. I had to tell him things, even if 
it wasn't what he wanted to hear, which wasn't my favourite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying I, when I, I always yeah. did it very well. But on one occasion, I, I was sitting with him and I raised my glass to him, and there was just himself and his wife, Monique, who was a very close friend of mine, and myself. And it was, we, we'd had an evening watching a film on television, the three of us. And uh, I think we had brandy, mm. a glass of brandy. And I raised the glass and I said, in a toast to him, and I said, it's a privilege to call myself your follower. Hmm. And I'll never forget what he said. He looked at me and he said, you are not my follower. I thought, oh my God, what, you know, what have I done? <laughs> he said, you are my bishop and my friend. Wow. So by then he'd made me a bishop. And I learned a massive lesson. And I, I, because it's not what I need. Mm. It's not, you know, it's quite comfortable to be a follower, actually. Now, that may not apply to many people, but what mattered was what he needed. I see. And I sort of changed my approach. And I, yeah, I, I've got to be a, a candid friend. And this is what he needs. And we had a wonderful, wonderful friendship mm. between us and became... Well, he, he, uh, I've said before, he even described as one of his greatest friends, yeah. which is a, a wonderful thing. And he was certainly one of my greatest friends, no doubt about that whatsoever. <laughs> um, so, but it, it was a lesson to me. And of course, he wanted me to, he'd made me a bishop, so he wanted me to fulfill that. I, I, it just caused a reorientation. And I think uh, why I mention that is in relation to our attitude to all higher beings, you might say, mm. is yes, um, we can ask for things and we can follow God, but we should be, it comes back to actually, miracles are not performed by God for man, but by man for God. Mm. What can we do for God? I hear, I've heard people chanting, literally singing, some evangelistic Christians, a sincere song, calling on Jesus to come back. I see. Yeah. Come back to us, Jesus, you know. Yeah. You could say that's heartfelt, it's devotional, but it's awful. For him. I'm going to say yeah. that. It's awful. Yes, yeah. why should he come? Look how he was treated last time. Don't ask him to come back. I shouldn't think that that way. You know, yeah. and yet, you know, that's the, that would be regarded as devotional. Yeah. Um, and and so it, thing, it, we've got to think another way. What can I do for the galaxy? Mm. What can I do for the galaxy? Most people say nothing. Most people probably don't even know the galaxies are being. Mm. Well, yeah. But actually we can. Even praying for peace in the Middle East to some degree helps the galaxy because we're living in the galaxy's body mm. and we're contaminating that body with war. Yeah. So we can do something and we should think about what can we do for God, not what God can do for us. I think it's a beautiful way to end because like, what are we praying for at the end of the day? Yeah. Are we praying to put ourselves in a better position to do that, which you described? Yeah. Or for the car, the house, whatever else? You know? Indeed. Thank you very much. Richard. Thank you, Darren. Everybody, it's Darren here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, on your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedoms at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.